Views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. would have had serious consequences for the world financial system but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the US wants to avoid at all costs We're slicing cake We're slicing cake We're slicing cake Gaddafi didn't give up. In the months leading up to the military intervention, he called on African and Muslim nations to join together to create this new currency that would rival the dollar and euro. They would sell oil and other resources around the world only for gold dinars. It's an idea that would shift the economic balance of the world. Countries' wealth would depend on how much gold they have, not how many dollars they trade. And Libya has 144 tons of gold. Welcome, welcome everyone to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave, from L.A. Coming to you live from Senior Region number 6. Today is... May the 24th, 2019, we have a live show for you today. But anytime, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, don't hesitate. Give us a call, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. Excuse me one second. We'd love to hear from you. Just give us a call. And we are going to... Thank you all for listening to Tango Radio Show. We're going to jump into today's show. We're, we're going to uh, keep it the way it was because we need to actually get out what's in the news. And I will get to the topic. I will be more, uh, make sure that that second hour is def- definitely dedicated to the overall topic. And, you know, it's so much information. There's only so much time. But I'm going to take full advantage of it. So we're going to get into the usual uh, show practice and so but before we do that big ups to my man pastor keith uh thank you so much keith even though he's not in studio le- as of yet uh should be here shortly big ups to my man scotty the co-host and, and big ups to all of you callers and listeners we greatly appreciate you but hey hey keith we, is here uh, good, hey appreciate you today but keith is here he's on he's on the board yes scotty he's on the board but he's nowhere he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be here in studio. <laughs> that, that was a little dig. Uh, and my man Scotty's so sharp. He caught it. Yeah, Keith's on the board. Yeah, Keith is there. And and that was just, you know, Keith and I go back at each other all the time. But Keith's supposed to be here in studio, not on the board. So he's on his way. That means he's on his way with getting his workout in. But, hey, everyone, just want to say thank you for being a part of Tando Radio Show, Black Talk Radio Network. But we really do need your, and please excuse me, because uh, I'm still dealing with these allergies. <coughs> Very unprofessional. 
to cough on air, but excuse me for that. We'll, we'll look past that because whenever you have a conversation and you talk to someone, um, that those human things come up. So I, you know, hey, just had to, you know, to, to do that. So, so just, uh, you know, take that with, you know, par for the course. That's who we truly are. So excuse me when I call. So, but everyone, we have to support this network. Without your support, this network will go dark, and we don't need that. You don't need that. I don't want that. You don't want that. Very important that we support the network, and please, you can do that very easily by going to www.blacktalkradionetwork.com. Check out the web home website. Go to the donation prompt. Scroll down to the donation prompt and make a donation so that to support this network. If you, or if you use this network, you listen to this network, it is now your responsibility to support this network. Without that support, this network will not be able to maintain the direction that it's on, and it definitely will go dark. And then that means that you will not have something that to listen to. You, it's just like you can't continue to go to the refrigerator and eat all of the food and not restock it. So please, definitely do that. And so Pastor Keith now, uh, hopefully it's Pastor Keith. It should be. But you'll, you'll hear a, lo- a large uh, uh, explosion if it's not. And so Pastor Keith finally makes himself into the studio, Scotty. So now Pastor Keith is not on the board but here in studio. You know, because Scotty was wondering, where the heck were you? Why weren't you in studio there, Pastor Keith? Got your workout on, huh? Well, where you going, Pastor Keith? You, 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 you got a little... Uh, a, a little uh, oil on and, and and everything else. You you got a date this I afternoon? Think I like to have that on every day. Uh, well, it's 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 a nice thing. All right, so let's get it. I appreciate you, Pastor. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith I, I mean, really I'm sorry, Dave. Let, let me okay. make let me make a public announcement. Um, yes, sir. About something you just said. You know, the people who who financially donate, I really really appreciate you. Um, you know, we mentioned before that that Black Talk Radio Network was rated by independent third party to be the number one platform for black digital radio and podcasting. And we would have never achieved that without y'all's support. And so I just really right. appreciate, you know, that. And in the future, you know, I, I'm starting to be able to act upon the vision of the network, not just to be a global platform because we're a global platform you know people from over 100 countries tune in you know to the station um or download podcasts so we're a global network even though the majority of our listeners are here in the united states but we i've talked about before the death of black radio terrestrial radio and you know i i just want to put out there if you're interested or if you know somebody who might be interested, we want to start those projects to where we start a platform and a radio station for a local area, like for a Detroit. Or we already got one platform for Philadelphia. That's time for awakening.com. Or for Dallas, you know, or for wherever, wherever we are or wherever you are. And you know that there's a lack of real information, a lack of any kind of serious talk radio, because most of black radio, let's just be real, it's entertainment now. 
and it's not good entertainment either. You know, uh, uh, if there could be such a thing, you know, I ain't got nothing against entertainment. We all need need distractions, but you know, uh, uh, we need to utilize these airways to get important information that people can act upon. And so, if you're interested, and you can find at least four uh, four people that will uh, participate in the project to bring local radio via the internet to your town or your city, please get in touch with me. Thanks, Dave. So, you're so welcome, Scotty. And, Scotty, I uh, will project that for Dallas and for Los Angeles. Keith, it's a must, because as many people as, uh, you know, we, we have the people definitely to support it here in Dallas. Uh, but we also, because of my contacts in L.A., we definitely have that in, in L.A. And see, so we got two hosts. We got two hosts, and I got to talk to them. I'm not going to say their names. I'm not going to say the name of the network um, because they don't have a network. They operate off a of Black Talk Radio network, but they never post their upcoming programs. They never post their podcasts. And they're right there in Dallas. They're right there in Dallas. And they came from L.A., just like you, Dave. And so I'm, I'm going to yeah. have to talk to them, man. I'm going to have to talk to them and, and and see about doing that. Yeah, because it's a perfect fit. We can definitely do it, um, and, and we shall do it. So well said, Scotty. And we need your support. You can also support the network by going to www.btrcommunity, which is the social media platform for the network, and give a donation. I mean, become a member there and post have your regular social media activities done through BTR community. One of the things that how we, I don't post on Facebook, Facebook anymore. What I do is I go to BTR community, I post there, and I leave stories that we talk about from this show. I say where the upcoming show is coming on and what the topic is going to be, and I post everything there. So if there's something in Tando Radio Show that we talk about, guess where it's coming from, Keith? BTR community. It's right there, and I post it right there for you to actually read some of the articles that we've been posting, and we've been doing that from the very beginning since we started this overall. Um, Scotty's been having that the whole time, and since Tando Radio Show has been on, we've always posted what we're going to be talking about, even when we were on FedBook. That's what we used to do as well. Same thing, topic, name of the show. We're going to have a live show, but not going to have a show or who our special guest is or whatever. So it's there. So become a member. You can see everything there. All right, so now we got that. Join BTR community, $24 a year. That's all, $24 a year supports the network. Let's jump into what's in the news, and then we're going to get into today's show. Hey, Keith don't forget about else. real money, uh, Dave. Uh, also, thank you, Scotty. You know, Scotty, I have to say that you're a much better co-host than my co-host, Keith. Keith is busy playing a game. Didn't even remind me about anything. Thank you, Pastor Keith. I really do appreciate you. No, I, I do. And then we got a caller that's on hold. We're going to get to that caller. Listen, everyone, now's the time to transfer real, real money into your life. To, you transfer your cash into money. And let me tell you, for the caller in, uh, in um, Oakland, I'm going to come right to you. Hold on one second. I'm going to mute you just for a second, and then I'm going to unmute you. Don't worry about it. I'll unmute you. I know that you're there. I'll be right back to you. Very important that you transfer your cash into real money. Outside of the United States, the, the, the 
how the transferring of, of silver and gold is at a different price point than it is in the United States. Guess what? In the United States, is a whole lot cheaper. Overseas, you get more or you have to pay more for it. Why is that? Because the states doesn't want you to know how valuable it is. You need to get it. Very important. You can go to Prosperity Mint, P-R-O-S-P-E-R-I-T-Y-M-I-N-T, Prosperity, like someone's prosperity, and then Mint, M-I-N-T dot com. Check out what's in inventory, then email info at Prosperity Mint. Say that you're a Tando Radio Show listener, Dave sent you, and then they will contact you just to explain to you the overall buying process. Very important that you do that. So let me, before we get to, into what's in the news, let me get to uh, the caller that we have. But before I say that, uh, Scotty, may, we, we talked about it. It's, it's very important that we do what's in the news, carry it the way that we um, – I know that there was a suggestion. So just, Sister uh, Davis said, hey, Dave, maybe you should do what's in the news at the end of the show. But basically because of there's so much, Keith, that it's, it's so much news that's so important and so relevant that that really is part of the mainstay of, of the, of the show is what's in the news because we're sometimes we're the only ones that's bringing the information that, that goes through. So we're going to keep it the first hour, uh, what's in the news. And we will, I will, will, will stay dedicated and keep if You will help me stay dedicated to the second hour being the topic of the day. And that's mainly you because you, you, you mess that up all the time. You make us go over. I blame everything on Keep everyone. So it, it's, it's just convenient, and, and it goes, goes with the territory. So if you would, Keep, I greatly appreciate that, man. Keep us, keep us straight there, and uh, Scotty as well. So let me go to the caller that's in queue before we get into what's in the news real quickly. Welcome, caller, from uh, my man out of Oakland. What's going on? What's going on, man? This Wes. Yeah, oh, sorry about that background noise. I was a bark going by. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, trying to get into the uh, to the BTR, and I told you once before I wasn't able to get in, but I still wanted to donate, and I tried to go in and just to donate, even if I couldn't get in, but I can't donate without actually getting in, right? Um, no. But no, you can't. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, you can just go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, and you'll see... Uh, right there on every page on the right-hand side, the uh, donate buttons for PayPal. And you don't even have to have a PayPal account. Uh, you use a debit or a credit card as well. Uh, so you don't have to set up a PayPal account um, in order to donate. And if if anybody ever have issues, uh, there's been a couple of people that's had issues, but for the most part, people are able to get in to BTR uh, community. But for those, if you have any problems... Uh, our telephone number for uh, to reach me directly is 704-817-2161, uh, 704-817-2161, and I will definitely take the time out to work with you individually to see what the problem is. I already had you locked in. I think I didn't know if I had the right number, but I got you locked in on the Scotty Reed, so I'll give you a call. Okay. I'll get back to work. All, All right. right. Thank you. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, brother. Greatly appreciate you. And so we're going to get into what's in the news. Uh, Keith, did you have anything before we got going? Not yet. Not, of yet. Not as of yet. Okay, great. Now, today's show. One sec. Sorry about that. Today's show, Financial Friday, 
Let's not fool ourselves. We're not ready collectively. And I'm talking about collectively, and you can bring, break that down. There are individuals that are, are more ready than what we are collectively as a family unit, as a community, and as a global representation of the human species, Keith. There are individuals that are ready. Collectively, we're not. And so, and, and that's what today's topic is going to be on Financial Friday. You'll see what I mean by that. Once again, Financial Friday, let's not fool ourselves. We're not ready collectively. Would you agree, Keith? Absolutely. Okay, great. Let's get into the topics from what's in the news. We're going to run through them very quickly. We're going to get through them, and we're going to get to the, the top of the hours dedicated, I mean the second hour dedicated to the, to the topic. From Press TV, NATO warns Russia of the foes a full range of response. NATO has warned Russia and other prospective foes that the U.S.-led military alliance is prepared to use its resources to respond to any cyber attack. After the U.K. claimed that 16 members of the states have been targeted by Moscow, that's the perfect force flag right there in the works. So check out that article. Next article from Reuters. Why the U.S. and Iranian tensions could quickly escalate into a crisis. We got to carry this one solely uh, next week. Very, very important one. Check out that article. Next article, very important one again from RT International. Pakistan offers to mediate between the United States and Iran as threats of a large-scale conflict flares up. Pakistan has said it's ready to mediate between Washington and Tehran as Iran's uh, foreign ministers arrive for talks in Istanbul and much growing tensions in the Middle East. And there was a bomb that went off at a, at a, um, at a mosque. Did you hear that, Keith? Yeah, there was a bomb that went off at a mosque uh, and killed multiple people. So check out that article. There's uh, a lot going on there. Next article from Sputnik News. And let me wait for my man Keith. Uh, Keith, that is probably nothing. This is a very, 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 very important one. And I want y'all to really take a look at this one. This is on Sputnik News. Venezuela to create a 4G network with the help of China's Huawei and Russian companies. 4G, not 5? 4G, yeah, 4G. Venezuela to create a 4G network with help of China's Huawei and Russian companies. What is that really saying? That they're putting in their infrastructure for telecommunication to defend Venezuela militarily. You know, Dave, that's, that's really I was thinking yesterday, I forget which article you were sharing, but I was thinking yesterday, um, like China said, okay, for example, remember I, I mentioned that China said that because of this trade war, that they were going to pull back their investments in U.S. energy infrastructure and, and what have yeah. you. And, and I was thinking to myself, I didn't say it on air, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? All China got to do is get their natural gas and, and their energy needs from Venezuela. And we know China's already investing all over all over the world. And I, I just, again, I feel like whoever is running uh, USA Inc. is not really thought this through. They have not thought that these other countries have options and that they're really pushing these these people to start closely working together to to uh uh box out the USA. 
And this is an example yeah. of that. Gee, your thoughts on that? Yeah, and that's what's so ridiculous about this whole scenario. And I can't believe that the quote-unquote American people are even listening to it because at this point in time, we're, like he said, we're being boxed out. China don't rely on us for nothing. They don't have to. Yeah. You know, we don't have anything that the world can't supply them. And they know that, and that's exactly what they're doing. And the only one that is ultimately co- uh, costing is the United States. Yeah, and it's the, it's the general uh, the general population is going to. And Scotty, and you are absolutely right, Pastor Keith, is that. And this whole thing is that Venezuela, China, and Russia have to strategically have alliance with Venezuela because it's a choking point in multiple facets. It allows, if, if they didn't, by them having a relationship, they cut off. It's a strategical cutoff because it's close to the, to the United States, Panama Canal, right, goods and trade, military, hardware. But it prevents the U.S. from being able to have an endless supply of energy for its rapid deployments around the world and resupply from around the world. It's a strategical cutoff. It's a choking point. And so this is, this is huge, and this is why you're going to see a lot of things go, go in a bad way. Next article. This is from the RAND Corporation. Exploring the uh, course and consequence of a Suno-U.S. Uh, war. When they say uh, Suno, that's, they, they're talking about China. Suno uh, Taiwan, Suno uh, Vietnam, Suno Philippines, Suno Japan, Suno uh, South South Sea of China. They basically, whenever you hear the uh, Suno, that's representing China. Suno Africa, or, or Suno countries in Africa, Suno Russia. That that whenever you hear the Suno, that's they're representing uh, China. So basically, the Rand Corporation came up with a, do- a document and doctrine on what would happen if the U.S. and China went to war. Very important. That's going to be part of today's show. Next article. Here we go from Sputnik News. Ranking U.S. Senator calls for invasion of Venezuela if Maduro refuses to resign. Washington, U.S. celebrity figurehead. Got- one last one again real fast. Ranking from Sputnik News. Ranking U.S. Senator calls for invasion of Venezuela if Maduro refuses to resign. Caption is this. U.S. celebrity figurehead Donald Trump needs to warn Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro to leave office or face a U.S. military invasion similar to the 1983 invasion of Grenada ordered by a former President Ronald Reagan and by a former advisor to President Ronald Reagan and Senator Lindsey Graham said in a press release. So now they have just completely lost their minds. No, they just ad- admitted. We, we knew they lost it. We knew they never had a mind that was benevolent. It was always one that was benevolent. <coughs> but for them to just come out and publicly say, you know what, this is a coup, we're saying you, we don't like this guy. You denounce him because we say so, and if you don't, we're going to invade. 
I mean, really? And it's all going to be held under the pretense of preemptive war strikes because Venezuela is strategically important and is actually going to be uh, supplying Russia and, and China. So that's what the excuse that they're going to use. Next article from Global Research, huge. Wife the Soviet Union off the map, 204 bombs, and we did this yesterday. U.S. Uh, 204 atomic bombs against 66 major cities. U.S. nuclear attack against Russia planned during World War II. That's the same article you did yesterday? That's yeah. not another article on the same topic. Yes, it's, it's the part two of it. Yes, it's the part two of it. Let me just, let me just say this, Chief. First it was Russia that they had, but now guess who it is? China. China. So now they maintain both of the overall military uh, strategy of having to fight uh, both countries. So it, we're going to take a look at this. Man, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Dave, I, I had posted um, this documentary I was watching. Um, I can't remember. It's in BTR Community. I found it on YouTube. And they were talking about the development of they had already developed a nuclear weapon, but when they went to the Marshall Islands and they purposely used those inhabitants as guinea pigs and, and what have you, uh, and, and but it was talking about China and it showed how basically the United States is trying to has basically surrounded China except for their border with Russia. Um, they have surrounded surrounded China. But when I look at this, you know, and they did a propaganda film and they even invoked the name of God to justify what they were doing. And you're talking about evil, you know, and and so when you're talking about wiping out, remember, they had already bombed two civilian infrastructure uh, cities in Japan. So now they were talking about killing uh, uh, all the people that live in 66 major cities in the Soviet Union. That's 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 a war crime. That's a war against humanity. You know, you're talking about you're attacking a civilian population. Man, people just really don't know how evil the people running this country have been and are. And will and will continue to be. Scotty, hold on to that thought. It was something that you said. Bro, we resonate together so much. You'll see what I mean, and it's going to come right back. Just remember what Scotty just said, and when we come back to it from the today's topic, watch it. It's going, it's going to be blaring right out in front of you. So, very important. Next article from South China Morning Post: Technology is the true target of a U.S. attack on China, says diplomat. Cyber wars. But okay, and that goes back to what we were saying again. We cannot compete with China. In cyber warfare, yes, we, we lack the knowledge, we lack the technology, we lack the the workers. The infrastructure has already been compromised. Is the main reason and all all of the, the the bugs and the viruses and, and the the ability to to carry out that is already embedded. Is already and you can't take it out. And everything, yeah. And our and our the gremlins is very. Everything. You remember, Keith, from, from from when you were uh, 50 years old, The Gremlins. Remember that movie, The Gremlins? That was before I was born, but I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The, the Gremlins are already embedded. So now you're going to get water on them. Unbelievable. So 
Next, next article, very important one from the Hill. Top U.S. commander warns Maduro Mafia poses a threat beyond Venezuela. Setting up the war scenario. <coughs> there we go. Next article. This one comes from Sputnik News. U.S. sanctions endangers the world order, the Iranian foreign minister says. This is the purge. Very, very true. They're basically saying, you know what? No country should have the ability to sanction someone and bully them into uh, uh, economically into this, basically having them bow down to them. It, it, then that means that you run their nation, not them. So very important. Next article from the South China Morning Post. Trump and Jinping have a personal stake in ending the trade war, but will they? No. It's gone beyond. They both know that this ain't going to go good, but they can't stop it. Next article, from Daily Reckoning, Trump versus the world. Markets are still coming to grips with the reality that trade wars and many months of complacency for the first, for the first trade war since 1930 has a Escalate and continue and continues to for years to come. Trump may not be done with tariffs. Check out that article. Next article from Press TV. U.S. may use various tactics to destabilize Russia. A report said. Check out that article. Next article from CNBC. New home sales uh, fall more than expected in April. Check out that article. Next article. Is this one is from Bloomberg. It is Mississippi floodways may be open for, for the just the third time in history because of the massive flooding that's going on there. Very important, and, and that plays into a lot of how we live here, the Mississippi Delta. Without the Mississippi Delta, in so many ways, supplies don't move. It's just, just so much, uh, and not only that, the 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 food sources is critical to the Mississippi. Our food source is critical to the Mississippi Delta. Check out that article. Next article from CNBC. Millions of America only Americans are only four hundred. Let me say this: Millions of U.S. citizens are only four hundred dollars away from financial hardship. Here's why. Check out that article. So that's what's in the news. Hey, we got all the what's in the news done. Hey, let me ask you a question, though, about that. Yeah, okay. It say a majority of American adults say they are living comfortably, uh, according to the Federal Reserve study on financial well-being of households. But nearly a third, so that that a third of what? How many people is it projected to be? Almost three hundred million in in the U.S. Yes. So so no, that's a hundred million. A hundred. Three hundred seventy million. 370 million. So close to 100 million lack savings to handle a $400 emergency expense and one quarter have no retirement savings. Now, what what do you think the the majority, who do you think the majority of that third look like? Who do you think they look like? That lack oh, that I, $400. Now, we could, we could we could take that from that number we can fractal it down to this in the African community community in the African American community, so to speak, it's probably keep about eighty to ninety percent. What is purpose that that are uh, four hundred dollars away from financial hardship because of its intention that way, and the intention because remember 
The subjugators in this system want to always suppress those with the most energy and, and oppress them more because their, their overall energy is much more valuable because of how it is, is turned out, what that capability of that is. And so in our community, it's probably, and, and, and I haven't done a survey, I just said in my opinion, it's about 85 to 90 percent in our, in our community. About 330 million. 330 million. So, people. So, and this is important, and I'll just say this. It's not, it's not a third or 85% here in the United States. Let me give you, in my opinion, what the real number is 100% of U.S. citizens. Probably about 99.7% of U.S. citizens are really on financial hardship. Gee, even if they have a million dollars in, in the bank account, because that million dollars worth of bank of cash is losing its purchasing power, is being taxed. It, and what I mean by tax, there's inflation is, is deteriorating its capabilities. So its real overall purchasing power, it may be a million, but it's only worth in purchasing power about 10000 or $1,000. And that's huge. So everyone, and not only that, when the world doesn't accept it anymore, guess what happens to what you hold? You hold nothing that can be... Exchange, there's no medium of exchange. No one will accept that for what you want. And then now comes the realization, oh, I should have been saving in something that has endless value and has been and is accepted everywhere in the world. And you could only do that with money. And money is something that is a living entity that has intrinsic value. Keith, you grew up and they used to call you money when you played basketball. That kid is money. Because of your intrinsic value, you, that statement is true, okay? You're a living entity that has intrinsic value because you exist. And by your living existence, there are things that you're capable of doing. And that capability, it sustains life. This is why you want to transfer out of cash into real money because the silver and gold species Silver and gold is a living entity. It just doesn't, you just don't recognize it as that, but it is because it sustains life. It sustains life. It's a, it's a living entity. It has a frequency. You just don't, you know, you, we think that living things are only, and we really only think, money people think that and only consider living things as who they love or who they like. Everybody else is dead to them. I mean, dead. We don't even think about the yeah, that's got yeah I, but I was just going to say, I mean, that that article really speaks to the main topic about we're not ready collectively. Yep, and that's what, exactly, Scotty, and that's what where I was going to roll with, with that for, for the second hour, and this is one of the articles we were going to take a look at was a couple of them. And, Keith, because, you know, we don't even realize that trees and plants and all of those we see them as objects to, to enhance our lives 
from a comfort level. We don't see that there needs to be an, that they're not important to our living, sustainable life, physical life. And so we, we neglect that overall relationship. Who is we? The general collective pro, uh, people collectively. People, general people collectively, the, the, human, the human race. Okay. So with that being said, um, and I think you have to make a pretty big distinction between the two now because yeah. the world is reverting back to that thinking. You know, the world is going back to the planting the trees and finding out the importance of the water and, and doing all these things for the eco-structure. Mm-hmm. As a world, they're they're doing that on a pretty fast well, pace. Yeah. Now the United States is reverting overall in the opposite direction. Yeah. So that's why I say who is we, and you have to make that distinction because again, in light of everything else that we're talking about, the United mm-hmm. States opposite path to destruction, much more so than the rest of the world is. In my opinion. No, I'm with you 100. I'm with you 100. So we're going to jump in. Let's get into today's show. And today's show is Financial Friday. Let's not fool ourselves. We're not ready collectively. Individually, some people are. Now, what I want to do in, in doing that is a couple of articles. And I want to go back to this one article. And if I could, I, uh, I would like, Scotty, I'm going to send you something. I want you to hear this. There is the – in this. Um, Scott, if you could just play the first nine, yeah, the first nine minutes of this, and it won't take us into it, it won't take us into the break. Now, this is from. Whoop, let me pull it up real quick. I'm gonna send it to Scotty. The first nine minutes, uh, Scotty, and this is from the Naval Institute, and it's uh, the 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 New China Challenge. Thinking the unthinkable, okay? And they're talking about war with, with China. I want you to hear, and it would go to, um, it's uh, 10 minutes and 32 seconds, Scotty. Let me send this to Scotty. Up to uh, one second. I want you to hear this. We put it in this chat room. Just sent it there, Scotty. We paste it and send it. Very important. And this is the preparation for war with China, as the Rand Corporation okay. has had actually a publication called War with China, Thinking the Unthinkable. And... This isn't the actual document that's there. We, I actually put the document there, and it's critical for today's show as well. But I want to start here. And when, Scotty, you get a chance, I want you to play that. And then I want to read something to you and put this all together. And it kind of shows why collectively we're not ready at all for what's been planned and what's being planned right now. Remember we talked about Russia, how they wanted to attack Russia. Right? Right. They also wanted to attack China. Okay? But there was something that stopped them. What stopped them was they weren't going to be able to be, they weren't going to be able to succeed 
in that scope and scale. So they had to try to maneuver themselves and destabilize both of these countries for a long time. And they thought they got rid of the Soviet Union, but what they really did is the Soviet Union played the greatest asymmetrical time and space warfare against the U.S. by in the, 2000, in the 90s allowing the Soviet Union to appear to collapse. And what did that do? That made that there was only one superpower in the world, and they knew by having that, what would the U.S. response be? They would be inebriated in the wine of splendor and overextend themselves, and their infrastructure would collapse. I, I, be, they won. Let me let me say this. Um, I got it ready now. Is this coming from a U.S. government? Institute, U.S. Naval Institute. Is this actually the yeah. U.S. government that's uh, 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 in in a way having loose lips that sink battleships? And what I mean by that, yeah. Dave, is why are you posting this on YouTube? Why are you posting I, this I, information I, on YouTube? I, I, I can't recall. I could be incorrect, but I don't see Russia or any other major power uh, telling the world, you know, hey, this is what we've been planning and this is what we think and, and, and all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, you don't yeah. even have to infiltrate. You don't even have to have spies in the U.S. Naval Institute because they're telling you right there on YouTube, man. I, 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 man, don't make sense yeah, to me, Scott. Dave. Yeah, it, it is. And, and that's what happens when you, when, when arrogance <laughs> is based off of your existence. And this is why collectively we're not ready because how many people do you talk to and you say, hey, the U.S. economy is going to collapse? You know what they say? No way in the world. Shrug their shoulders never. or shrug their shoulders. Yep. Who's going to beat the U.S. military? See, and what they're doing with that, they're pledging allegiance to that at any cost. They're pre- and their thing is, if you can't beat them, join them. So what would they doing to people, killing everybody everywhere? You don't even realize that you've already lost. And what Scotty said is so significant, they tell you before they do it. And this is very, very important. And if you would, Scotty, um, one second. It goes to, um, well, uh, um, do, do it to, tw- to, to 12 minutes. Very important, because I want them to get this acronym in. Okay. And, and it's the 12-minute mark. So let's listen. Okay. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody got their uh, lunch of choice and are happy with your choice. Um, it's my privilege to introduce our keynote speaker for our luncheon period here. August Cole is a non-resident senior fellow at the Scowcroft Center for Strategy and Security at the Atlantic Council. He's director of the Art of Future War Project, which explores narrative fiction and visual media for insight into the future of conflict. His fiction writing tackles themes at the core of American foreign policy and national security in the 21st century, including the privatization of military and intelligence operations and the future of American power in the Pacific. A former defense writer, he is co-author with Peter Singer of the 2015 techno-thriller Ghost Fleet, a novel of the next world war. He holds a BA from the University of Pennsylvania 
and a master's in public administration from the John F. Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University. So let's give a strong welcome to August Cole. Hello, everybody. I, uh, I hope that if the mids here learn one thing, if you read fiction, you get free pizza and you get out of formation. So thank you all for coming. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor to be speaking to a group like this, to also have the Naval Institute supporting the work of fiction writers, both through its press, as it did back when Tom Clancy was breaking out, but also more recently in the consideration of what great power conflict might look like in the 21st century. The, the quote up here, I think, is apt in the context of what we're going to be talking about today, and in many ways has been a defining part of how I've tried to think about the work we've been doing at the Atlantic Council and my own writing in the last few years. Narrative and fiction are incredibly useful and important for stretching our imaginations, for testing our, our boundaries, and really checking our assumptions. Trying to understand what might come true and why is actually a lot harder than, than we often uh, give, it, give it credit. You know, many of the tools that we use to try to figure out the future try to even understand the world around us because it's changing so fast, they aren't working very well right now. And so we have an opportunity that's been developing, really, to create space for new voices. Uh, some of the comments at the closing of the prior panel from uh, Dr. Allison, calling this really a time for strategic imagination, that really hit home with me. Uh, more so the extension of an invitation for new voices, new perspectives, new, new practices and ways of thinking, that is spot on. And we're now at a point where a video game director can be a fellow at the Atlantic Council, where a novelist can speak to a professional military audience, not only in the U.S., but around the world, with the kind of credibility and connection that hopefully expands minds, allows some conversations about uncomfortable truths, and, and better yet, gets towards something like a solution to some of those really, really difficult things that we discovered through our, through our fiction. So as, as has been said, I'm the author of Ghost Fleet with Pete Singer, uh, this is a novel that came out three years ago that really did try to think the unthinkable. I have a, a nonfiction background. As a journalist, it was a big leap to literally push all that behind me and start to embark on this journey of using narrative, using character-driven perspectives to understand what was coming down the pike. For my co-writer, Pete Singer, too, an esteemed think tanker futurist, both of us really felt that fiction was going to be the best way to talk about a really big thing in the room that no one wanted to address or confront, which was the rise of China. We started working on this at a time when, of course, counterinsurgency and counterterrorism were absorbing a lot of bandwidth, a lot of budget, a lot of priority, and a lot of coverage. There were moments even when we were working on the ghost fleet and its most bare bones that we wondered if people might literally laugh at us for writing about war with China. And yet here we are, we started off working on the book 2013-2014, the centennial of the start of the Great War, as has been said earlier today, and yet we're here in 2018, which would be the cessation of it next month, and we've seen a sea change in many cases in how we think about the U.S.'s strategic place in the world and China's role in that. Part of what we were trying to do with Ghost Fleet was to tell a story like Tom Clancy did in 1986 with Red Storm Rising. That was a fiction book that came out in a year when I was about 12 years old and really trying to make sense of the Cold War, make sense of the world as it was. And I devoured that book literally in a day or two. I think it was the middle of the summer. 
And my co-writer had the same reaction. And when I meet people today who say, oh, Ghostly kept me up all night, I had to finish it. It's the best kind of feedback a writer can get because it speaks to that power of our imagination to try to consider the sorts of futures, the sorts of environments, the sorts of uh, operating uh, parameters out there that don't necessarily align with how we want the world to be, but how it might actually, might actually be. And so this, this moment when we're looking to fiction, when we're looking to the kinds of narratives to understand not just technology and what it might look like, we're also trying to understand the human aspects of conflict. There is, of course, an enduring conversation about whether the character or nature of warfare is changing. Uh, and I think there's also a, a parallel track conversation that needs to happen about how technology and other global trends are changing us as humans. Uh, this will happen in a very literal sense. It is underway, in fact, right now, as those of us who have those haptic twitches from our vibrating phones or watches can experience when they're not in our pockets, to biomodification for school performance and things that are coming down the pike in the next decade, whether we, whether we want them to or not. The, the importance of, of narrative is something that is appreciated more and more because it takes us outside of what we know and what we're comfortable with. This is a scene from San Francisco down at Chrissy Field below Fort Mason, which is one of the most beautiful spots in America, I think. And having been born in San Francisco and lived there and spent a lot of time during the dot-com boom there in the 90s, it was a really interesting thought experiment to consider San Francisco as a wartime town. It's a strategically vital area, not in the way we talk about it today because of its technology, but because of its physical location, the protected bay. But reimagining as it was in the 1940s in a 21st century context is just one example of the kind of world that we were trying to take people into in creating Ghost Fleet, a novel that explored, like Tom Clancy did, these perspectives of global conflict from a myriad point of view. It's not enough to try to understand the future of fighting, the future of conflict from your own perspectives. It's incumbent upon professional military, upon analysts, upon futurists to have as open in mind as possible to really seeing the world from these other points of view, and particularly an adversary perspective. And so a scene like this, I think, is really inspiring to me when I'm trying to create these kinds of worlds because you have a piece of military equipment that's so out of character with San Francisco today, for those of you who've been there recently, although it is Fleet Week, I believe, right now, um, to see something like this landing on Chrissy Field. But what if this was par for the course? What if there was an anti-missile battery uh, parked back out on Hawk Hill across the bay in Marin? These are the kinds of small details that in writing fiction you can start to do so that when we think the unthinkable, we're not doing so in an analytical and in a dry way that doesn't really connect with anybody. And so this is part of what Ghost Fleet did. It's part of the reason why it's on professional military reading lists, why we've been able to uh, be afforded opportunities like this to make the case that fiction can be useful. It's part of the work that we've done through the Atlantic Council and the Art of the Future Project, Art of Future Warfare Project, to really start to consider these big macro trends and what they might actually look like, not in a white paper report, which one of our fellows uh, named Max Brooks, who's the author of World War Z, calls printed ambient. So a novel can do something which is far more engaging and far more evocative of the future as it might be. And that's an incredibly important theme for us, I think, to pick up on when we're trying to do something as difficult as imagining what a great power might, conflict might look like and who might we be fighting? Would China and Russia be aligned or not? In Ghostly, we posit that they would. And in fact, through a bit of subterfuge to create strategic surprise through an alliance that looks like it's fraying, but it's in fact cementing. And using that sort of a deception to achieve the sort of grandiose effect that a strategist today might consider as being highly improbable and unlikely, but yet from a Beijing point of view, from a Moscow point of view, is somewhat sensible to gamble, to, to, to risk with the kind of payoff that you might have a, a century or two century 
tail to the strategic payoff to a decision like that. You know, if every strategic decision is, in, in effect, a sort of investment in national capital and national will, these kinds of calculations, they don't seem so crazy when you start to really spool them out and look, spin them forward into the future. I've been doing this now since I left the Wall Street Journal for about eight years. And what I've been doing, seven years, what I've been doing has been somewhat exploratory. You know, in the design thinking community, they talk about discovery activities. Uh, you know, people go and look for inspiration in all kinds of corners. You know, the methods that the creative community works are, are very different. Some people hang out in their sweatpants all day. Others are out in the world talking to, to, to folks to get that kind of stimulation. The, the idea that, that I had always pursued was that the work that I wanted to create that was made up would still be useful. You know, we've called it useful fiction, which is what I would put Ghostlead in the category of, meaning you can read this book on the weekend and go to work Monday petrified and terrified about supply chain hardware vulnerabilities. That's actually an issue that, that has really resonated with a lot of the defense community on the industrial side and the government side, uh, and has, of course, been rendered more acutely by recent reporting by Bloomberg and, and other outlets. The, the point is, is that you can really galvanize people around an idea and around a concept uh, by using some of these approaches. And I do a lot of this instinctively, and that's difficult sometimes then to convey to a bigger audience or big organizations like an organized military. And so though there will still be cre uh, hopefully more creativity and more out-of-the-box thinking in the future, there is still going to be acronyms. So the, the way I kind of tried to approach this was to come up with a concept called FICINT, uh, as you would have a, a, an open source intelligence strain, if you will, that uses fiction and intelligence. So perhaps as useful as ELINT or the other uh, categories and classifications of information out there. And the idea behind this is that we can find inspiration in everyday content and media around us that is really a distillation of much of the complexities and nuance that ordinary analytical capabilities can't capture. The seriousness with which the creative community, many of them approach understanding the future, and particularly the future of war, is as, as dedicated as anybody who, who might be in public service. There are people out there producing really, really detailed and fantastic visions of the future of conflict. And in fact, many of them are, with, are in the, the, the services themselves, as, as I'll discuss. The acronym, of course, breaks down like this. Foresight, individuals, community, inspiration, nuance, and technology. And I feel like there is a lot of variability, a lot of wiggle room, if you will, to the kinds of uh, makeups of an acronym like this. And so this may evolve, but this is where I am right now with it. And I think it's a really good encapsulation in trying to make sense in a linear way of the sort of process we're using to bring in elements that don't always fit together in considering the future of conflict, particularly something as really, really difficult to grasp as a great power conflict that could see old shipyards resurrected, the boneyard fleet out in the, in, uh, in the southwest brought back to life to see, you know, generations of ship welders brought into service alongside people who perhaps are biomodified or are digital natives of a kind that would even, I think, surprise those who are growing up with iPads. And Okay. Thank you, Scotty. I hope that you heard what was really being said. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break. When we come out of it, what you basically heard was indoctrination. There's nothing new about what this, what this is. And when we come back, I'll, I'll explain that to you. But they told on themselves in so many different ways. This is nothing more than a psyops and how that psyops works against the collective community. Hey, Dave, very, and, very and also important. when we come back, I looked up who this 
Institute is, and I was mistaken. It's not attached to the U.S. government, but it's the military. This is part of the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned people about. Yep, yep, and it's coming to full fruition. And when we come back, we'll touch on it for today's uh, show. We're going to continue. So you're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And today's show on Financial Friday is Let's Not Fool Ourselves. Well, hold on one second. Let's let's not fool ourselves. We are not ready collectively. And we just listened to a clip, and that video clip told so much about what the true agenda is, and I want to dissect that with you all and give you my opinion about it all. Hey, Dave, before you do... I'm I'm sorry, Dave, yeah. but before you do, let let me give some background of this institute. Sure. The United States Naval Institute, based in Annapolis, Maryland, is a private nonprofit professional military association that seeks to offer independent nonpartisan forums for debate of national defense and security issues. It was founded October the ninth, eighteen seventy three. Yep, 1873. So, see, privatization is everything. In the beginning, one of the first things that was said by the announcer who was a retired naval, I think he was a retired Navy admiral, what he said, he told and spilled the whole beans, but it it carried over. This is why it's so important to listen because they'll tell you exactly what's going to happen and when it's going to happen if you understand their language. What he, what the announcer said, go, if you go back and listen to it, he talked about the privatization in warfare. You know what that is? That's a politically correct way, because politically correct is always morally wrong. That was a politically correct way to say that you are part of the fourth right of Nazism in the first order of manifest destiny through fascism where private organizations such as theirs dictate the overall laws that everybody else has to live by. Remember with, with, uh, um, with um, oh, shoot, with um, Morgan said, J.P. Morgan said, uh, no, 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 with uh, Rothschild, Mayor Rothschild said, I care not who makes their laws if I control the country's money supply. And he wasn't talking about cash. He was talking about resources that that country needs. Because then guess what he'll do? He'll control the ones that own the vote. Basically, he with the gold. The golden rule. Make the rules. Yes. That's where it comes from. That's where that comes from. And when they talked about that, they talked about the privatization. That's buzzwords for those in there in that overall cultist community, because the Nazis wasn't a political association, they were a cultic group. 
And that same occultic group was created, was begotten or born by manifest destiny. And it's never left, and it's still here today. And that fascism that they had there is here. How is this not Nazism, American um, style, uh, I, U.S. style? Well, because I, it I'm going to tell you how it's not. Because this is Americanism. This is Americanism. And, and I know, you know, we've been conditioned through propaganda, through movies, through talking heads on TV and what they call news program to see the Nazis as the greatest manifestation of evil right. that the world has never known. But if you read Hitler's book, Mein Kampf, he gives a yep. shout out to the United States. If you know the history of the Nazi party, you know that they sent people here to study the U.S. eugenics program that they were doing against non-white people, primarily black people, and as well as white people who had who they considered to have mental deficiencies. Those are all the people that the Nazis target inside of, of Germany. And, and so exactly. I, I, I would say... I would say the reason that Nazism never went away is because the root of Nazism is still here. And that's you know, that's USA Destiny. Inc. Yes. Manifest Destiny. Absolutely, Scotty. That so true. Now, once this continued to start and they brought this this author in, he said something very important. <clears throat> what he was talking about is indoctrination. What he was talking about was a psyops. And what he said that the acronym that he came up with as being something new, no. He was only there, he's only being used in, in action. You know what he's like, Keith? He's like Guido. The dude is like Guido. Okay? They use things for their overall benefit. Right? And so this this individual, there's a talent pool that they put on the shelf and at the appropriate time that's needed, they pull that overall individual, that tool off, and they, 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 they present you that. Same thing with Facebook. Facebook wasn't, the history of Facebook had nothing to do with Zuckerberg. The history of Apple had nothing to do with Steve Jobs. The history of those institutions are actually go back to fascism, especially Apple. Apple goes back to it's the same Oppenheimer family that ran Apple, Peter Oppenheimer. It's the same family that brought his father, right, was known as the, the father of the atomic age. But their ancestral tie goes back to where, Keith? Do you know? I goes way before that. I know that. It goes back to a couple of places. How about the Star of David in Israel, the Zionists? That's who that star is named after. Is named after David Oppenheimer. Not David of the Bible? Not David of the Bible. David of the Bible didn't have a star. It was David Oppenheimer, the rabbi of Prague, that that comes from. This is why in Apple, with, with their institution, they have a fruit that's bitten. Because <clears throat> that's symbolism for what? The deception of mankind. It's, it's much deeper. This stuff is much, much deeper, and this is why collectively we're not ready. So now, go on. He said something that's very important. He's using 
entertainment as a way to do what? To subjugate and indoctrinate and domesticate people. What did he say that his friends that he read Hunt for Red October in one night? And he loves when people come up to him and say that I couldn't put the book down all night. Let me tell you why. Because a book is a way that they cast their spells. Entertainment is a way that they cast their spells because it puts you in a, 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 a state of catonic, a catonic state. You should never read a book all night and get so consumed in it, in my opinion. Chief, I've always read books this way. I read one sentence at a time, one paragraph at a time. I read it over and over. I put the book down and I ponder on it because you should never give up the ability to think on your own regardless of whatever it is that you're reading or uh, else you're going to fall under what is casted as a spell. Dave, and I always, I, 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 I always I assume I, that people are lying to me. You know what I'm saying? And they may not be lying to me, but I always assume that people are lying to me and I need more background information. I need I need to put on my my analytic hat and see if there's any truth to what what this is. And you know, the greatest li- the greatest lies always contain a measure of truth. And and so yeah. but, but there was one thing one thing he said a couple of times. I don't know if y'all caught it. And it ties into what you just said about fiction and movies. And Malcolm X said media controls the minds of the masses. He wasn't just talking about television. He was talking all all, uh, uh, books are are media. Newspapers are media, you know. And and he was correct. It controls the minds of the masses. The radio is media. Television, all of that. But one thing he kept saying, though, he kept talking about creating a Terminator, biomedical yeah. enhanced in individuals. He talking about cyborgs. Yep, yep. He sure did. He sure did. And yes, you know, to what Scotty was saying. Remember what Rockefeller said: "I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers." How do you get people to stop thinking? You have to domesticate. You have to school them and indoctrinate them. And guess what they will be? The greatest slave workers for you, because they won't think on their own. Scotty said he thinks that they're lying. So that causes them to have to think and and say, let me see, let me find out what is in in here that's true. What is it? Because I don't just believe you just because you you got it published. If you got it published, that means that there's something in it that the overall publishing community wants to get out. You don't get the real stuff published that is, in, that is beneficial to you all because they don't support that. Very important. Keith, you were going to say something about when I was talking about the books being a spell. Yeah, you're talking about the books. Now, I know that the other thing that you talked about was music. Yep. And music affects you on a whole different level. It affects you mentally, emotionally. Frequencies. Spiritually. Frequencies. Yeah. Frequencies. And, and when you read this, whenever you allow your overall, whenever you open up your who you truly are, your frequency to other frequencies, there becomes a contention. It's either an acceptance somewhere. 
One is going to have to resonate higher than the other. The one that has the stronger residency is going to start to take over the one with the weaker one. So if you resonate high, a low frequency is not going to move you. You'll destroy it because you'll have what will happen is that you will either make that, that overall frequency start to resonate at your, at, at your frequency or it has to move away from you. Very important. And, and, but see, the thing is, that requires certain things as well. And why that's so important is that's true what you said, but the problem is is that we infiltrate these frequencies without a defense tool. Yes. Right, Keith. Very, very true. Because we've been schooled. We've been schooled to accept that spirit, that low that that, that low frequency spirit. Let me indoctrinate. Let me give you a real world uh, a real world example of that. And this is like really been bothering me the past couple of weeks. Let me ask y'all this question before before I get into the meat of what I'm trying to say. How many rappers have been involved in violent incidents since the killing of Nitsi Russell. Do y'all know? No. It's been a couple no, of I... them. It's been a couple of them. And I had took a... There st- yeah, there's been a couple of them. Um, um, the frequency of <laughs> hip-hop. If you ever talk to the founders of hip-hop, which I have, I've, I've interviewed them in the past, the principles of hip-hop was peace, love, and having fun. Those were the principles of, of, of hip-hop. Those are no longer the principles of hip-hop, okay? The, right, prin- the principles of hip-hop is misogyny, killing, and dehumanization, okay? Yeah. That's the principles of, quote-unquote, hip-hop today after Corporate, the corporations took over the frequency of it. And so, you know, I was like, I, I, I go, I don't know if people use the Google News feed, but that's the main one I go to. You may go to Yahoo News or, or some other, but I, I use Google uh, News feed. And I kept seeing these stories from these so-called hip-hop platforms. And the headlines would always be negative. So I took a screenshot the other day of this platform. It was listed in the Google News feed. Why? I don't know. Um, But it said it's called Hot New Hip Hop is the platform. And it was talking about uh, um, one of the most immature grown adults I I have ever known in the hip hop community. And that's 50 Cent. And 50 Cent was picking at one of his own artists signing his label for being in a transsexual relationship for three years. And he wasn't coming from a place of concern. He was coming from a place of mocking and ridiculing uh, 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 this guy. So I figured out how to ban platforms. If I don't want to see something from a platform, I know now how to remove it from the Google News feed. So... So, and and now that I've been at one platform, now I'm getting negative stuff from other platforms. But anyway, there there was this young rapper who's on tour with the main rapper. Don't ask me what his name is. I don't remember. I posted about it uh, um, uh, on Twitter because that's where the original story was. And all this young up-and-coming rapper wanted to do was take a picture 
with the rapper who already quote unquote made it. And so the the rapper who made it didn't want to take a picture. And the guy was like, come on, come on, man, and kept hounding him to take a picture with him, right? Do you know that that other rapper had his security beat this dude down until he's in a coma, man? He's in a coma right now. Why? Wow. And, 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 you know, somebody was saying something about country music and saying it was racist because they don't talk about picking up black dudes and going fishing with them. And, and so, you know, and I had to listen to country music when I worked at the Cracker Barrel as a teenager. And I said to this guy, you know what, though? I ain't never heard a country music artist talk about, excuse my language, but I ain't never heard a country music artist talk about shooting niggas in the face or, 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 or running trains on holes. Okay. Say what you say what you will about country music, but it's on a different frequency than what they call in hip hop today. That I, I just Man. wanted to share that day. No, no. And, and how do I protect myself from it? I ban right. that. I ban those articles from my news feed, and I definitely don't turn on the local radio station. Man, Scotty, so well said, and that crystallizes the point that we're being made. That's well, being made. And, and it doesn't just stop there. I mean, if you go back and you talk to a lot of the old-time hip-hop artists, you know, if you go on YouTube and look up a lot of them, they'll tell you the story, and they'll tell you the actual time in which the powers that be came in and put these things in effect and how they did it. And how they went to the rappers to do it, except they'll tell you that that this was consciously and purposely put in place to do these things. Right. And then on that, on top of that, you'll start to see the same thing with TV programming. Right, right. And that's the whole thing is it's taking over. The thing is this is that the media outlet is the overall. The, the airwaves are sacred to this. They're sacred to this and very, very, very important. And it's not just one facet. It's, it's all of the encompassing ones. This is where control is more important than ownership. This is, this is how, how it really works. We've got to call her a crew. Hold up one second, Ross. I'm going to go to you in one second. I want to just make this point very, very important before moving forward. In this. In this whole thing, so we, basically he's, he's actually telling you about the PSYOPs. And he talks about, he came up with an acronym, FixNix. And, and this stuff has been going on for a long time. He's, he didn't bring up anything new from, from at all. But here is what's significant about it. And he actually named all of the sources that actually per perpetuate this fascist organization's agenda. And what did he name? Some of the major and most profound uh, institutions in, in the, the uh, mainstream media. Okay? Go back and listen to it. But hear what the acronym stands for. F is for foresight. What is foresight? They're looking and setting things, establishing stuff ahead so that they'll always be in a position of control. Individuals. See, they care about the individual first. You break down the individual, then what falls after the individual? The community. And then they give the overall inspiration to do what? To serve them and see them as God. 
And the nuances is the one of the most important things. It's a slight distinction from the truth. That slight distinction and that degree is so strong and so influential that you'll never live a, 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 in, the, in the measure and the fear of truth. You'll live a lie. This is why they promote sports and having you being a fan, a fanatic, a fantasy-driven fanatic in technology. It's all right there. want to go to our, our caller, that's in queue. Then I got to get back to how this all comes together. Uh, welcome, Rise, to Tando Radio Show. What say you? Hey, peace and love to you, Brother Dave. Uh, peace to you, Pastor Keith, and, of course, Brother Scotty. One love to you as well. Um, yeah, as a former producer and artist that was um, in the industry myself, and this was uh, during the golden age, that was really when the corporatization and the interest of uh, corporate colonizers uh, really took off in hip-hop. And I would say that was probably by the early 90s. Um, the reason why was because they were seeing the power of the music. And I think especially once groups like Public Enemy came out, once KRS and them started putting out um, albums like Edutainment and things like that, they saw the potential for the um, control of the minds of millions and don't millions of X young Queen. people. Say it again? I said, don't forget X-Clan. Oh, of course, well, of course, X-Clan. As a matter of fact, that's why a lot of people don't talk about X-Clan now. You usually hear, like, Public Enemy, yep. you know, you'll hear KRS, you'll hear the big names, but not many people talk right. about X-Clan. I think X-Clan was even scarier than Public Enemy because they were so direct in their approach, and they really didn't care about anything the establishment had to say. And what it was was that when they saw that, um, they started to make moves towards gaining control of the business as far as having these labels yeah. um, created. And through these labels, they tell the, the artists what to do and what to say. I know it because when I was shopping for deals back then, that was the type of stuff that was happening all the time. This was also um, around the time that the quote-unquote hip-hop police was created. So the mass surveillance of rappers um, as far as like you being in clubs and there's people in the club that you know don't belong just because you you know you in the, you in the industry and you and you're from the street so you're able to see people who actually are industry people versus people from the street who are either there for fun or trying to get in the business and then there's these eyeballs and the eyeballs tend to be these police so this is definitely something um that is absolutely accurate and they know that um it's the frequency of the music it's that 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 um the fact that hip-hop starts on the one, that it uses heavy drums, and they know that drums are used to and have been used because it's the first instrument. So it, it, it's minus the human voice. Where the drums are also, though, in Africa were used to communicate long distance. Absolutely. You it's have the call. what we call a drum language. Yeah, there was a drum language for communication. Right. So this was beyond human communication. We were able to communicate right. with DPs. And we were also able to foster possession, meaning bringing a deity down from the world of the unseen, known as the nominal plane, into the world of the phenomenal plane, which is the world of the seen, through the possession of their adherents, meaning people who practice that religion. I've seen it many times at different Yoruba ceremonies, and the things that you would see at a, a true African traditional spiritual ceremony, when they bring these deities down, will make you think of stuff you read about in the Bible that are written of as miracles. And you'll be seeing these people go from normal talking like you and I talking 
to doing things that will blow your mind. And I've seen it many times, and it's mind-blowing every time. Now, what you're talking about, too, is um, cybernetics. And that science, cybernetics, the definition is the science of communication and control theory that is concerned especially with the comparative study of automatic control systems, such as the nervous system and brain and mechanical electrical communication systems. So what they're talking about with cybernetics was the creation of a concept of total control of organisms, including people, as well as technology. And that is exactly what we're seeing now, a lot of the cyborg technology, us being connected to our phones, they're now calling us cyborgs, they're saying that we're no longer even human anymore, in the true sense of the word, that we've changed because we have, we're literally connected to our phones 24 hours a day. So this is cybernetics. The other thing that they did, as usual, and I always say this, is they, they pervert and invert things that they steal from other people. Now, what you guys were talking about earlier in regards to uh, – art and movies and media and books, you're talking about what was known as the Quibrium Quadrivium or the Seven Liberal Arts. Now, in the Seven Liberal Arts, you had um, the, the, the Trivium, which is logic, which is the art of thinking, grammar, which was the art of inventing and, and combining symbols, rhetoric, the art of communication, and then you had the Quadrivium, arithmetic, the theory of a number, music, the application of the theory of a number. Geometry, the theory of space, and astronomy, the application of the theory of space. So when you look at that, our ancestors used that in the first schools on the planet. And these date back to the Nile Valley, and these schools are like, like uh, Luxor and Karnak used to hold as many as 80,000 students at one time. And you went to school for 40 years if you took the complete education. You started at age 7, you graduated at 47, and you would be a master of many different sciences, um, possibly a warrior scientist or a warrior priest. And these things that they're talking about is the, the application of tuning into the human essence to know how to tap into them spiritually to get them to respond. So in the Nile Valley, they would create what were called by the Greeks passion plays. And these were plays that were meant to invoke emotion in devotion to the deity. That became known as the system of today of theater, TV, and movies. And if you look at a lot of movies, it's pretty much hero worship. They create, which the word hero comes from the deity Heru, which is uh, the Christ of the Egyptian people. He would be the equivalent. And what it was was that each story has a protagonist, an antagonist, and a quote-unquote hero who is supposed to make things all right by the end of the movie, the show, whatever it is. And that they got from Ross, those... Ross, that, Ross, Ross, yes? hold, Ross, hold on one second. Hold on one second. And sure. I hope everybody's catching it. I, 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 had, a, I had a break it here. What Ross sure. is, is, is displaying and, and talking about is the, the psyops that has been mm -hmm. run... By, corporate, by the corporation of the United States to control people, what it's really talking about here is the inspiration and the nuances that's in this acronym. And the importance of that cannot be overshadowed. This is right. how all things have developed control. While people think that they are executing what's in their best interest, but when your interest has changed to be the overall subservience of someone else, guess what happens? You, you lose your life, and they gain another. Would and you, this is all done through spells and mm -hmm. done through practice 
and controlling frequencies for people to actually go into a state of a catonic state. And once they're in that catonic state, they're zombietized to always follow orders. They become the perfect citizen, the perfect soldier, the perfect perfect represent, representative, and more importantly, the person person, I mean the, the perfect ambassador. You know, when I look so, at inspiration, um, before we go into this last break, though, great. what yeah. are they, insp- on, what are they attempting to inspire people to do? Yeah. They're inspiring well, you to come up with ways to, to subjugate who they have yeah. deemed to be the enemy. And hold on to their overall, to inspire you to become one that surrenders all of your energy to their objectives. And let me say this, and this is big, but if it, it, actually if you take it all the way back, it is the birth of religion. There you go. There you go. Keep well said. Listen, we got to get ready to go to a commercial break. Rise, hold on. Uh, I'm going to come back yeah. to you, but I, w- I wanted to make this, make this point. So, Nope. You're listening to Tando Radio Show. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. I would like to say that we're one tonight. Let us be one in the future. Power to all of the people. Yeah, KRS-One, Brother J. History, y'all. Turn it up. <laughs> you know what time this is. We gotta, we gotta. Uptown, downtown, midtown, hit them all, hit them all. My manifest culture, come pick it up. Worldwide DJs, conscious ambassador. Yeah, KRS, brother J, what you say? A new day, a new way for the DJ to spin it up. Rap in the struggle chain, let's break loose and live it up. Worldwide DJs, brother J, posh it up. Brother J, speak the yeah. truth. I'm coming forth by the day like my time is impeccable. Five senses clean, I'm guarding truth like the Sentinel. Battlefield born, I will four-star general. Teaching hip-hop about these vitamins and minerals. I'm sent in the image of the most high. Wisdom will unify freedom, we do or die. The truth, the solution I envision through my third eye. Body, mind, spiritual, manifest, multiply. The open-eyed rebel, several levels peripheral. Overseeing the battle of knowledge versus material. Inferior minds and trick knowledge like cereal. Genocide of pleasures, slackers of life principles. Prisons of the flesh live in triple stage darkness. Ignorance tradition will turn soldiers to carcass. Time for the heartless to ride out the bench. I'm a player, coach, boys, and underground trends. Build all town, downtown, midtown, get them all. Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. I got Roz uh, on the line. Hold on, Roz. I want to bring up this one point because it's just too important. And and from from everything and how the show was going and what you said and and what you were clarifying, and and then something Pastor Keith said. He said something. He said, this is all fermented in modern-day religion. He, he didn't say that. He said he just said in religion. I would say in, in continuous religion. Yes. I want to read something really quickly. And this comes with the war against um, Russia, but it also goes into the war against China. And this comes from the global research, one of the things I wanted to read. I want to read just one excerpt from this. 
very important. And I want you, from what you've already heard and why we're collectively not ready, let's not fool ourselves, we're collectively not ready. Individually, yes, but collectively, we haven't captured the community yet. They have. Listen, towards the bottom of the, the pair, I mean, of the article, it says, fire and fury. It says, quote, fire and fury from, Trump to, from Truman to Donald Trump, U.S. foreign policy, policy insanity. There is a long history of U.S. political insanity geared towards providing a human face to U.S. crimes against humanity. Read that again. Well said. There is, a long, there is a long history of U.S. political insanity geared towards providing a human face to U.S. crimes against humanity. This is why I call them celebrity figureheads. And it goes on. On August the 9th, 1945, on the day the second atomic bomb was dropped on Nagasaki, President Celebrity Figurehead Truman, his images to the right, in a radio address to the American people, concluded that, quote, God is on the side of America with regards to the use of nuclear weapons. And that, wow. quote, he may guide us to use it, atomic bombs in parentheses, in his way and his purpose. Now, Let me tell you something. Truman did, did not lie. That goes right along with what I said in that documentary about... Wait a minute, Scotty. Remember, remember, remember when I said, Scotty, hold on to what you just said because you're going to see something toward the end. This is it right here. One more. Hold on, hold on. And that's what I was addressing to you, Scotty. Hold on. And according to Truman, God is with us. He will decide if and when to use the bomb. Quote, he said, we must prepare plans for the future control of this bomb. I shall ask the Congress to cooperate to the end that, to end that its production and, and, use, oh, and, and is used to be controlled and that its power be made an, an overwhelming influence towards world peace. What is he talking about, world peace? He's talking about the world being peace under the overall subjugation of them. We must constitute ourselves trustees of this new force to prevent its misuse and to turn it into the channels of service to mankind. Wow. This is the cult speaking. It goes on. It is off, it is excuse me, it is an awful responsibility which has come to us. We thank God that it nuclear weapons has come to us instead of our enemies. Let me tell you something. Stop right there. Who do you think their enemies was? And I'm gonna tell you who it wasn't. It wasn't Russia, 
It wasn't China. It wasn't Germany. You know who the enemies that they're talking about? The individuals and the communities in the human race. That's who their enemies was because that's who they used their sorcery and their weaponry against. Those they can't control. Those they can't control. Absolutely, Scotty. And, quote, here it is, last part. And we pray that he, talking about God, may guide us to use it, nuclear weapons, in his way for his purpose. Now, let me just say this before I go back to Rob. Truman was not lying. He was talking about in God we trust that's on their dollar bill. But that in God that they're talking about ain't the great creator. You know who it is? It's their deity of destruction. Mm -hmm. It's their deity of destruction. And they follow that path the whole way. This is, and there was no mistake when he said that we must constitute ourselves trustees. See, that was very, very important when he said that. We must constitute, uh, constitute ourselves trustees. How do you constitute yourself trustees? By the letter of the law that is absent of the spirit of the law, that is actually civilization away from the ecosystem, which the great creator, the benevolent great creator made, but there's a malevolent agenda by mankind, and it's all done through the letter of the law. A trustee is someone you have to write into contract for a constitution or a foundation. The constitution itself has trustees. If your name isn't signed on that, then it wasn't applied to you. This is why he said we must constitute ourselves trustees. Did he know what he was saying? Absolutely. The general population didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. He was invoking his allegiance to those that he are in the same cult with, in yeah. the same yeah. usual suspect. Using deception. Yes. Yes. So now, Roz, I wanted to yes, say sir. that because of what you were saying. I wanted that to come out. And I think because was, what you were ahead. saying is what they had actually counterfeited. Yes, and the absolutely. drum was the call, was the call. And they still try to use that, that overall low frequency to call, and they call those that they've trained. So, but go ahead, Roz, I just, just wanted to, and, uh, go ahead, you can pick back up on no what problem. you wanted to add. Hey, hey, hey Roz, and, Roz and, uh, a term comes to mind that they frequently use, the drum beats of war. Absolutely. The drum beats the drum of war. People right, Scott. To get them, put yes, them the in the proper frequency to go murder people. You are, and that's what rap does. And I'm about to go a little bit deeper into rap right now. Now, the interesting part about this whole thing is when our ancestors created school, which was called the lodge system that people think belongs to the Masons, but actually the lodge system is the oldest educational system on earth that was created in the Nile Valley. You can read more about what I'm talking about in the book Stolen Legacy by George D.M. James. And matter of fact, he was given a Mason's death for writing that book. And if anyone knows what a Mason's death is, it's having your throat slit from ear to ear. He was a very good friend of Dr. Ben's. Dr. Ben was a 360-degree yes, Mason. Yes, very true. Initiated in Libya, right. in Sakara, Libya. Yes, sir. 
Yes, that is that is very true. To have your your throat cut from ear to ear. Yes. Yes. And what it is with this is that when our ancestors created this system, it was for the perfection of the human spirit and the perfection of man in in attaining the ability to help his people and his community. That's what colleges were created for. And what this is is this shows you how they inverted this this, this trivium quadrivium and how it's applied in hip hop. So the first one of the trivium is the art of thinking. So they're telling the rappers what to think. We don't want you rapping about positive stuff. You've got to rap about bitches and hoes and shooting and killing niggas and selling drugs and doing all the criminal stuff. Then they give them the grammar, which is the art of inventing and combining symbols. So they're inventing the symbolism, black man with gun and video, black man smacking girl around, black man getting, having sex with many, many women, black men uh, smoking weed and drinking and... and so, yeah, so they're giving you the visuals to go along with it. That's the grammar, the art of inventing and combining symbols. Then rhetoric, the art of communication, telling them what to say. This is what you say. You go and you tell them to kill each other and do all the criminal things that you're supposed to do. Then you go into arithmetic, the theory of number, attaining riches. So you're going to attain these riches if you do what I said with the first three of the trivium. Then you have music itself which is the application of the theory of numbers. So you're actually taking mathematics and putting it into a rhythmic form which attunes itself or has human beings attune their frequency to it because that's what actually happens. That's why we had this drum language and we had these different patterns in which we would play drums because we knew that it would evoke certain frequencies within the human beings who are attuned to receive them. Now, what most black people don't know is that melanin is the only molecule, living molecule, that can take up to 1,260 degrees of heat and remain unchanged as a molecule. It is also the only molecule that can transmute light energy to sound energy and back and forth. So it can change energy. It's an alchemical uh, living entity in and of itself. And when you're listening to music, it's not just your ears that's listening to the music. Black people are the most heavily melanated beings on the planet. So it's your whole body that's tuning into the frequency of that music. And it's transforming that energy into light and, and sound and back and forth and infusing yourself with whatever it is you're listening to. So when you go to listen to that music and perform what it's telling you, it's not just your brain that's tuning into that. It's your entire, the entire organism. And it's tuning into you spiritually, which is the art of possession. So you'll hear a lot of criminals say, when I went to commit this murder, I listened to XYZ rap. When I went to go do this criminal act, I listened to this rap because it tunes them in a frequency way to get them mentally equipped to do whatever it is that they're planning to do. So this is how they pervert and invert our stuff. They present it to our people. Our people have no idea this is theirs. In their minds, this is the Greek stuff. And they take it and they do whatever the colonizer tells them to do to get those mathematics, as we call it, which is uh, cash. So, yeah, <laughs> this is some deep stuff. But the real truth is it's about mind control and control of masses of people and, uh, and controlling people in a way in which they self-destruct and you're not held responsible for that self-destruction. You're able to look at them and say, look at those people doing that stuff that we actually told them to do. And, and you create this narrative around the criminality of being black in America when in reality they have perverted our stuff and represented it to, re, represented it to us in the most toxic, self-destructive, suicidal form ever, and we're not able to perceive or even see it because all we're looking at is getting cash because they keep us impoverished and they keep us moving all the time. So with that, I will mute myself and give you time to end this brilliant Green. conversation, brother. Keep, 
you know, one of the key couple of key things there, Rise Cream, cash rules everything around me. Because cash rules slaves. And the thing about it, in the whole, one of the objectives in this whole propaganda, in this whole indoctrination, is to get you to surrender your intrinsic value for their purpose. And once you do that, you no longer become self-determined. You no longer become sovereign. You no longer uphold your primary and absolute rights. You fall under something where you pay for freedom. And let me tell you something. You don't live in a free state. You live in a pay state. And it's all at a price. And that price is severe. Hey, Dave, going back to what we heard from that guy, another thing that stood up, up, stood out to me was he said I was thinking about the Cold War at 12 years old. At 12, at right. 12 years old, why should you be thinking about war or whatnot? But then you got to look at the propaganda again. Yep. Yes, Scotty. Yep. The propaganda, and you got to look at this the religious practice that was in his home, in his school, in his neighborhood, in his relationships with people. It was constantly being reinforced. That's why what Roz was saying was absolutely the truth. And the truth don't need us, we need the truth. And it attacks our young people. There's a reason why, Pastor Keith, and everyone, there's a, everyone listening, there's a reason why they make young people get up and disturb them out of their reality and come into this fantasy world early in the morning to go to, to, go to indoctrination and obedience school. Because it's teaching and it's reinforcing them that your life, your every moment is to be given to us. And then if it was so rooted in God, as they say, you know, and this was really a truly Christian nation, according to the teachings and principles that the figure known as Jesus Christ put put out, then, you know, why do they say the Pledge of Allegiance? Why are they forcing children to say the Pledge of Allegiance? Because that's not pledge. Their God is USA yep. Inc. in the controls. Yep. Yep. That's in God we trust. That's what it is. And, it's, and I'm just glad that, you know, and this is why today's show was let's not fool ourselves. We're not ready collectively. Individually, but collectively, no. We haven't developed the asymmetrical approach, agenda. And we haven't put, we have started this individually. But the collective move towards this is still something that challenges before us. Because one of the things that's very true is they understand, let's look at them from what they've been able to accomplish and see why they were able to accomplish, but let's not have the same agenda as them. One, they had foresight. They understood the importance of individuals, and they understood that individuals will control communities. And then they have, will have inspiration. And the nuances, the nuances is the grimoire. See, every time you speak, Keith, you heard this before, watch what you say. Because we're speaking a language that has actually been taught to us 
so that we will bring in the spirit of the grimoire, which is grammar, so that we'll speak certain spirits into existence. This is why we have to be careful what energy we give something by speaking it. And then technology. So, in just, I would say that the individuals, you all, understand this. It resonates with you. And now that it resonates with you, protect it. Develop it. Allow it to grow. If you so desire to do that. Because when you do, you'll find out something. One of the first things that a prince or princess has to do before taking on the responsibility of the throne, you first have to master the art of being lonely. And you're going to have to find in you that overall ability to navigate these obstacles without being frustrated and without being hasty. Hasty decisions never build a foundation. You're going to have to be asymmetrical, strategical, and committed, and then you can't lose. Does that mean that the whole community is going to change? It doesn't matter because your individual eternity is not dictated by everyone else. It was The gift was given to you as a measure of Love and benevolency. How you spend that coin will reap your prosperity forever. Not someone else. Not Truman. Not Trump. Not Obama. You can't spend you can't spend their coin. But one thing that can happen is that you definitely can give it away. You definitely can give it away. So, Pastor Keith, anything? Yeah, yeah you can tell. I, this conversation, uh, this show, this show, this conversation, this subject, yeah, is not something that you can leave it here. I would suggest that you listen to it several times because we actually we're talking around a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, we're talking around a, lot, a whole lot of stuff. And really what you're talking about is the perpetration of the greatest lie ever told. Yeah, and you know, Keith, I think that it's not really incumbent upon us to bring everything. But it's very important for us as individuals to be aware of everything and seek the truth. And that is a journey that is individualized based in your talents, in the execution of your free will. How are you going to do? It's up to you now to do what you see as necessary. Some people will say, I'm, not, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. That's fine. But now, 
the only thing is that we just bring the spark. We can't lead you anywhere. Well, there's a very famous, and we know it, but the saying is, the truth will set you free. And that is about a truthful statement as you can possibly make. Sure, sure, without a doubt. Something so, I would, um, big up, I would like to add yeah, before we close out, though, about the topic, um, we're not ready collectively. And I'm going to speak, although I do count myself among the um, the world community of humans, um, I'm speaking specifically to the black community in the United States because we behind enemy lines, y'all. We are. We truly are behind the enemy lines. And, you know, when we were talking about the type of music that targets our community, specifically our young people, it kind of programs them not to not yeah. to think collectively to to prevent us to from coming together collectively. What it promotes is individualism. It it, it promotes conflict among us. You know, and yeah. and you yeah, know we we got to tune out. We got to tune out. We have to not subject ourselves to that frequency if we want to come together in a collective. And when I say come together in a collective, you know, like they, you said, first it starts with an individual knowing that he needs to do something different because of what the, what, what the people who want to subjugate us are doing. But then, you know, you, you have to start right there in your community. If you got people yeah. that live next door to you and you never even speak to them when you see them in a driveway or something, and you never have a conversation, even if it's just a couple of minutes, you are isolating yourself. You are isolating yourself from p- people that you potentially might need in the future. So, you know, we are not ready collectively and they don't want us to be ready collectively. They want to collect us you know, to do what yes. they want to do. Man, Scotty, so so well. And in ending, I want to just read this one more time. Because, and, and you know, what Scotty just said, and, and like you said, Keith, you want to re- listen to this over and over again. Because really, Scotty and Roz and you, Pastor Keith, crystallized everything. But I want you all to hear this one more time. Fire and fury from, from, from Truman to Trump, the U.S. foreign policy insanity. There is a long history of U.S. political insanity geared towards providing a human face to U.S. crimes against humanity. On August the 9th, 1945, on the day the second atomic bomb was dropped on Nagasaki, the and you think about that, that is an act of terrorism. President Trump, image to the right, in a radio address to the American people, concluded that God is on the side of America, a.k.a. the United States, with regards to the use of nuclear weapons, and that, quote, he may guide us to use it, atomic bombs, in his way, and his purpose. According to Truman, God is with us. He will decide if and when to use the bomb. Quote, we must prepare plans 
for the future control of this bomb. This is Truman. I shall ask the Congress to cooperate to the to the end that it is uh, production into the into the use and be controlled and its use be controlled, and that its power be made an overwhelming influence towards world peace, meaning world subjugated under their terms of the contract of peace. We must constitute ourselves trustees of this new force to prevent its misuse. What is the misuse of nuclear fusion? How about this? In the hands of somebody other than themselves. Are, are not using it as a weapon, not weaponizing it is a misuse to them. Tesla didn't want to weaponize. That's misuse to them. Sustainability, because you can't have nuclear fusion without, guess what, Chief, the living materials that allow that overall nuclear fusion. You can't have it without silver. And to turn it into channels of service to mankind, mankind serving us. It is an awful responsibility which has come to us. We thank God that it, nuclear weapons, has come to us instead of to our enemies. Because if nuclear fusion had come to those that are benevolent and peaceful, Guess what it would have been used for? Nothing weaponized. Tesla wouldn't have weaponized it. We would have went from a class zero society to a class one society where we don't have to kill to have an energy source, a, a sustainable, endless supply of energy. Do you realize what that would do? That means that you would not, if you have resources, what need do you have for a boss? None whatsoever. And we pray that he may guide us to use it, nuclear weapons, in his way and for his purpose. And that purpose is to get people to obey around the world to the system of subjugation and control. Much love, much respect. It's never goodbye. It's always we'll see you later. And remember, before you ask for a fortune, give one away. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Gold dinar would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. Slicing cake.